Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wale. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face. On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world. So, shall we begin? Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back to the Yellow Pill Podcast, the one podcast that helps you break your way from society's conversations into different thought patterns. Yes. Episode 6 of season 8 is here and today we had a pretty interesting conversation to be honest. Um, we spoke about cohabitation with my friend Bumi Benton, depending on where you know him or where you met him, he goes by Bumi and Benton. Um, <laughs> and yeah, cohabitation is something that I think is an ever-increasing phenomenon, um, particularly amongst us younger folk. Um, now, depending on your background, your culture, your religion, whatever... Your views on this might differ, right? So, for example, research shows that if you're a traditionally religious person, you're less likely to, you're less likely to cohabit prior to getting married. Um, whereas if you, us younger, younger, I'm, I'm, am I in this younger category? I'm not even sure, but young people believe cohabitation is a good way to test relationship, generally speaking. And in our current world where times are rough, you know, the question of cohabitation becomes even more important because couples often get to the point where they realize, you know, should we just move in together and split the bills or should we wait till marriage if that happens in quote and this thought process of cohabiting definitely is an interesting dilemma for many of us i keep saying us again well yes us young adults now this is my category for sure particularly since we know that you know sliding versus deciding position can have many effects down the line in our relationships and so we thought it was a wicked problem that was worth discussing and we did that with bumi and i think it was an excellent conversation as, as always, no spoilers on the intro, but I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you at the end, folks. Take it easy and bye bye. Booms, welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. First time? Yeah, it's been a long time coming, but I'm glad to be here now. I know. I I told you. I said. I said. I said like, yeah. Like I just need to find um the fit. And actually, this topic we had in mind. I think last season or so two seasons ago probably two okay. it's been a minute probably two yeah but we just don't know who to bring on and um i mean i had i had somebody in mind um which was actually michelle but i felt i felt we had brought on already for like twice yeah we had twice, twice yeah and i thought i actually I, I think i wanted a guy as well um and then i just struggled like ah oh, of course booms like Easy, 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 easy decision, you know. But yeah, how are you, bro? How's it going? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm You're very looking good. nice as ever. Ah, oh, thank you so much. No, as nice as you, though. No, I beg. Nice you. <laughs> you guys are always looking very. You guys are always looking very wonderful on the podcast. So yeah, ah, so this we, guy came in line. <laughs> I'm not lying. No. You guys actually look very good. I appreciate good it. On. It's a pleasure. I'll take it. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, like so. On that same vein of obviously joining the podcast, like when when you got the the message from me, etc., like what's going through your mind? I was like, finally, Wally brings, <laughs> Wally brings me on this podcast. Like I've been wanting to come on because you guys talk about very interesting things. But when I saw the topic, I was like, hey, <laughs> uh, this is a very good topic. But there are too many things involved. Like yeah. I have to collect some permission. Um, yeah. The person that was involved, yeah, yeah, so yeah. involved with, so that. I'm not going to be spilling some beans. And <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. So 100%. I had to like speak to my partner just to be sure that we're on the same page and mm. like I mm. can actually do the podcast properly based yeah. on how I would want to do it. Nice. Yeah, we've had a few topics where they've 
they've required a partner permission um not just this one but even very very important like like i I even ask them sometimes say the guy i beg ask you (laughs) for for peace of mind ask ask your madam first before you come on you know i think that happened with fatherhood that happened with um a couple of other episodes as well probably the sex one as well yeah 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 yeah. sex 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 emerged one i always just say like just make sure that everything is okay on that end because you don't want a case whereby you know um pe- people come on the on the podcast and they're not and life their life gets more difficult that's not the rep we want to we want we're looking for but yeah man it's um today is 12th of august um yeah. friday quite hot where we are um but well, always a good time for having a good conversation um yeah. we're talking about cohabitation today cohabitation um i don't know if i should give a dictionary definition of the word um may not know what that word means um luckily it's, it's one of those words that i don't think has a lot of ambiguity it's quite straightforward mm. um for the most part but i'll read from wikipedia actually which is not bad for definition so cohabitation according to wikipedia an arrangement where people who are not married usually couples live together they are involved often involved in, in a romantic sexually intimate relationship on a long-term or permanent basis these arrangements have become increasingly common in the western countries since the late 20th century being led by changing social views particularly regarding marriage gender roles and religion so obviously yeah i've gotten that out of the way and i think my first time cohabitation, um, I never, I never actually deeped it too much. But obviously, I think we always saw in the movies um, where it was like a next step thing for couples, etc. Mm. And I think, I think I want to start by just talking to Toby first and saying, like, have you ever thought about that as a possibility in your life? Um, well, I don't know why you're starting with me, but sure. <laughs> yeah, because sure. like, because like, yeah. you, you also would probably be a bit, a bit brief. Yeah, yeah. Five going to put me. Well, fairs, fairs. Um, so I think, honestly, it's something that I flirted with, like thought about in terms of thinking about it. But obviously, for me, there was also the thing of, okay, like you know, is that is it actually cool? Is it okay? Like, does it make sense? And the the thing I landed on was probably in Nigeria, I wouldn't do that. But if I ended up moving elsewhere. Um, there's a likelihood that that could have been a possibility. But bear in mind that the context was this was me maybe four or five years ago. Um, if you ask me that same question, I have a different perspective on it um, for different reasons as well. But yeah, um, thought about it before. Again, when you watch all these movies, it almost seems like the next step, right? You know, you're dating and then once you're like adulty enough, there's like this next stage of moving in together and then all of that. So yeah, um, short answer, I guess. Nice. I think when you mentioned location B, I thought hundred percent like mm. location B is a big, big factor. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that that I read as well was knowing that you know over like sixty percent of couples in the US always a good um sample size for these studies. But over sixty percent of couples in the US actually um have lived together cohabitated even before before marriage, which mm. is actually a huge number. So yeah. like that shows quite a norm. Interesting. You yeah. know, in 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 this practice, so. Which is interesting because the the stark difference from from that part of the world to uh, to ours it's 
It's. Mm. I mean, I've not been Lagos in a minute, so I, I, I don't know what the scene is now. It's night and day. But, <laughs> but, but I don't know what that's changed. But Boom's like, in your own experience, obviously you've had a bit of that experience, um, but I, I want to backtrack to before that experience. Like, did you ever think that would happen or was it, or you never thought about it in any sense? Yeah. So, like when you, so like when you saw it in movies, et cetera, did you ever have any thought about computation? Hmm. It's actually interesting. Just before I actually backtrack, so my mom came down um, to the UK. Oh to yeah, actually, bless her. To actually, yeah, bless her. So to actually spend some time with me, and I'm actually currently cohabitating like right now. Mm. So mm. just to give you some precursor, like my partner had to look for a secondary location <laughs> because <laughs> my mom cannot know that I'm living in the same house with another woman. So. Going back to grade up, nah, it was never part of the agenda. Like, mm. thinking of, like, where we came from, like, it would seem so irresponsible, like, mm. to even have that discussion that you're living with your girlfriend, mm. quote-unquote. Like, first of all, you're, like, you're from my background. Like, my parents would even look at the girl very differently. So, mm. if I know that I want yeah, to have... True. Yes. So, I know that if I want to have a very good marriage with my family knowing mm. fully well that everything is good and for them not to judge mm. my partner and look at her differently like i would never never have thought about it so mm. it was never something i thought about i was just like yeah when i get married then my wife would move into my house or we get a place together and mm. we'll start living so it just seemed like a very american thing mm-hmm. where like boyfriend and girlfriend live together where partners live together like in my imagination as a Nigerian growing up in Nigeria, nah, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. You know, what is interesting about this is obviously like you mentioned that you did, you did, I mean, you kept things on the low just because also you want, you, you want to keep the, the cultural perception yeah. of, um, my partner. of a partner quite, mm, yeah. quite legit still, which yeah. is interesting because like, you would want to never think that's something want to go um, to the extent with, but you're not even doing it for your own self. Yep. It's more like, I don't want you to be <laughs> casting yes. thoughts Looking in this direction on, on someone, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm. Because when they see you like that, they automatically think, okay, you that's guys are having yeah. sex. Yeah. You guys are doing this. You guys are doing all sorts. The girl can get pregnant. She can have a child out of wedlock. Like, they look at it from the sexual perspective more than Mostly, actually yeah. getting to know each other and other benefits you can get from cohabitation. So traditionally is a big problem and also mm. religious wise, like I'm from a Christian background and you know how the values are and how the morals are and how everything mm. is perceived. So it's, it's such a big deal, mm. especially very mm. big. Deal. Okay. So I think what I'll do is I'll start with a couple of, um, a couple of concepts wait, along the wait, line. Wait, Before we dive into this, you need to answer because I've realized I always forget to throw the question back to you. So, like, <laughs> so, what is, what is avoiding? Yeah. Is avoiding the answer? No, I, I don't think it does it deliberately. It's just like, I don't oh, know. I don't know. When you're hosting, you just move yeah. on to the next one. So, let's just, I'm remembering now. So, so we know what, yeah. And yeah. I feel like that was actually in your mind. Like, like today's recording, I will make sure that. <laughs> because. They yeah, no. Well. no, I just thought about it there a lot of times, you know. You just, I'm like, yeah, because you put me on the spot again. So, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. fair. So, yeah, what my thoughts about it, honestly, like, I never, I never, I never, I never dipped it, I never dipped it too much. Um, mm. 
because ever since I've I've been living alone in quotes, I've not had a relationship where you know my girlfriend was physically present. Mm. So the relationships that I've been in um, ever since 2016 when I moved, it's just been ones where I don't think we'll get to the level of cohabitation in any form. Mm. Right? So I think, hey, I didn't, I didn't, I, I've, not, I've, not, I've, not, I've not had the chance to be tempted in quotes in, mm. the, in that sense. But thinking about it though, thinking about my own style, the idea, the, the idea scares me because I'm just, when I think about like even marriage, like living with somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm not scared. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not scared, but I'm always thinking like, I'm going to mean like, so like when I go to the bathroom and like, just like use the bathroom and I'm not going to, I'm not going to use like air freshener after that. Um, like when I'm making my food, oh when I'm making my food on the frying pan, can, can I use, would I have to keep, can I, can I, can I go on using like a metal spoon or do I have to change the spoon right. because my girlfriend will not like the spoon? <laughs> like, ju- like just like different things I think about, I'm thinking, oh God, I'm like marriage, marriage no go easier because this, <laughs> no, this so like, so like, so like, yeah. from those thoughts, I think, would well, I bring that into just like girlfriend level? Like that's, yeah. that's, that, 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 that one worries me. But again, I've not, I've not been exposed to the point where I can test it or try it. Yeah. Yet, so yeah. I think maybe I don't know whether those theories will work in practice or yeah. would not work. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so before you move on, I just wanted to throw a bit of context here. So I have I have two housemates, and both of them are women. Just for you know context here, so it's in some ways it's not cohabiting in the sense of how you described it, where you mentioned it's you know usually couples, right? So, but why I remember that was when you mentioned this thing about like in the kitchen and stuff like that how do you do all of that and there's some element of it when you you're living with women regardless of if you're in a relationship with them 100 percent. yeah so but but interesting interesting point there but no, yeah and also because like i remember like my my ex-girlfriend in night before i left like the the one of the few times that i'll just get ticked off is when we're in the kitchen and i'm washing plates and she, I, I, her own rule is you gotta rinse the sponge after like a few washes i'm like fam the sponge is, is soapy right soap yeah. cannot have bacteria on top of soap so just let me wash the entire thing through yeah and then yeah. she's making like rinse the sponge and i was like nah. Bro, don't, so like see, don't get me started. it's another episode entirely because like so I, i've always thought of, like i consider myself a clean person i think most people think i am as well but i also have like house uh, like one of my housemates is very like she's probably going to listen to this as well but she's on a picky. different level yeah, yeah no i don't even think is a very different word she's on another level anyways but i've learned a lot right she keeps making this joke that don't worry like my my wife is going to benefit from all the things that she has had to put me through in her hands <laughs> and again it's not like i'm a Desert person or anything, but there's just specific things that you've mentioned, just like you know, yeah, taking the plates off the rack or draining the thing after a while, or just some very tiny, tiny things that when you think about it, you're like, Yeah, I get, but like, come on now, is it that serious? <laughs> it that serious? Uh, <laughs> no, but like, on, on that same vein, let me yeah. just flip back to Bumi and, and yeah. before I go to what I said, like, so like, your experience, like, were there things that, that you had to like change? Like you simple stuff. Change. You have to change everything. And and like and like who bends more? The guy for sure. Like that's, that's a I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, say I wouldn't say the guy because really in, yeah because in every relationship like there's always like a power dynamic. Um, mm. Sometimes the the 
the guy might have a bit more power and um, the woman might have a bit more power. So I think both of you have to bend one way or the other just to suit the other person because you're going to live with someone that has lived like 20 odd years of their life alone mm. by themselves and you also lived by yourself. So you guys are coming. So you're bringing two different worlds to actually adjust in the same world. So there are so many examples like... For example, like, I don't want to disgust anybody, but, like, just, just being in the toilet and your partner just walking in. Like, yes, exactly. Like, and everywhere smelling and you're like, oh, this is very uncomfortable, but these are things that you have to get used to. I was, no. never, <laughs> I was never used to that. I was never used to that, but I had to get to a point where I was like, okay, yeah, I think this is how things will be flowing. Honestly, if, 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 Fred, if, Fred, if Fred, the book that helped you get through that point, let me know, please. <laughs> but for me, I had to get through that point. So yeah, so that was a big deal. Then, as a guy, me, a lot of times, like, I like arranging my things at once. So, like, if I take, like, if I wear this shirt now, like, if, I, if I'm done with the day, I literally just take it off and leave it on the chair because I can deal with it tomorrow. Like, tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, when I'm sorting out all my things, I'm going to get the hangers, put it in my wardrobe and everything. But when I literally drop my shirt like that, like, that is like World War II in the house because my partner <laughs> is like, you can't put your shirt there. Like, this is not right. Like, this is wrong. I will start having a discussion and an argument about this. And this little, little arguments they can actually pile up and become like serious issues so there are so many things i've had to adjust like would go out like the whole day then i just want to sit down on the bed and she's like oh yeah this trouser you sat down you, on sat, the bus, every, yeah. you sat down on the train yeah, you touched everywhere before, please yeah, take yeah. it off and i'm like it's not that deep like <laughs> i want to sit down on this bed and all of these things are little little niggles that people have and like your partner would have and that you would have to adjust. So those were like a few things I personally have had to adjust to. Um, my partner too as well has also had to adjust to other little, little <laughs> wibbles that I've done. I'm sure it's pop up, but I don't want to, I don't want to disgrace myself. <laughs> yeah, little, yeah. little things. I think you raised some, some good points that, that, that will definitely come back to in terms of how things build up and pile up. Um, but let me start with this idea of sliding versus deciding. Have you guys heard that term before? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. You, you, you seem like, like you just saw an ice cream truck. <laughs> so. Because, yes, because I, I know where it's from. Well, so one do, of do you want to tell us from. what you know about it? Oh, yeah. So sliding or deciding from what I understand is um, the idea that, okay, when you're moving through like different phases in like a relationship, usually with things like marriage, like asking the person out, um, you're like making a decision to take it to the next level. That's one way to go about it. The other way is just to quote unquote go with the flow where you're just moving from one phase to the other where you maybe wake up one day and realize, mm-hmm. oh, we're already doing this thing already. So let's just put the label on top of it now versus deciding that, okay, now I want to get into this next level. So yeah, that's sliding versus deciding. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for saying that. I think yeah. that, 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 that's hitting me on the head. Um, but in that idea, like, but me, like, y- your own case, was that how it was? Or was, was, that, was that a decision that was conscious? Did you guys slide into it? Because the sliding thing, actually, in my country research as well, is way more common, yeah. apparently. Um, because it's a case of, you know, people just, you know, just transition into co- co- cohabitation without, you know, just because either maybe someone 
you spend a lot of nights there. By default, you have things increasing each other's houses. You just feel you're spending like six nights out of seven there anyway. Or five nights, just like, you, well, we're basically together already and it's been like a year. So might as well just make it <laughs> legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it was a bit of both, to be fair. So there was a bit of planning to it, like deciding as well. Because, um, so when me and my girlfriend first met, like we were like cat and mouse like we're always staying around the same place so she used to stay over at my place like five days in a week and bit by bit like all of our stuffs was just piling up in my in my place so i even had to like create like wardrobe space for her because she was spending so many nights because she likes all the cuddling and everything so she could literally be in her place by like 10 11 in the night and she's like ah me, I want to come to your place, and I'm like, Yeah, you're five minutes away, like, just pull up, <laughs> like, you can stay. So, she kept on staying constantly like that. So, the the Uber money started piling up. So, decided <laughs> that maybe it might be better for us to actually stay together down the line. So, at the time when the deciding phase was happening, I was still in my master's during that time. So, she was in a bachelor's at the time. So, she in like seven days in a week. She would stay at my place like five or six days because my place was way more comfortable than hers. Mm. So I wasn't spending much time at hers. We'll only go to her place, maybe if we want to grab something or maybe if she wants to make food or we want to make food together and she has like food items at her place, we'll just yeah. go together and grab it. But in terms of sleeping, we're mostly staying here. Um, so it was so I had to go back to Nigeria after my master's. So we're away from each other for about i would say about eight months oh whoa. then yeah so we're away from each other about eight months so we're sort of like thinking about it like should we stay together should we not stay together so we're both sliding trying to wing it trying to say like would it work like it's different when both of us now own this space than when mm. you own it and someone is actually coming into your place so we decided that because we had stayed away from each other for that long that it would make more sense for us to stay together just because we enjoy each other's company and we just like staying uh. together. And financially, it just made more sense for us to to stay together because from her, from us doing sort of like mild cohabitation with her coming to my place, even though she didn't have all of our stuffs from here, we sort of had like a faint idea that this could possibly work. And we wouldn't really lose our minds if we leave full time. So we did have sort of like a precursor to living um, or cohabitating mm-hmm. full time. But I would say it was a bit of both because it's not like we decided fully like we want to live together. But we're sliding and we did make a bit of conscious effort to make sure that we live together. So I will say a bit of both, about 50-50 for each. Yeah. Yeah, I think that financial thing is something that I've heard quite quite a number of times to be fair and i mean toby is that something that would ever push you or or be on, on ranking factors because i think mm. i've even from what i read as well from what i read it's always on, on list of things that are considered in terms of financial easing and you know um rent and stuff like that yeah but also just add to that as well i think we mentioned a key word which, which i wrote down it said there's they had, they had a faint idea of things working and i mean i know what it means i'm sure you know what it means as well yeah um 
But for you, is, is that something that, that you feel like if you're ever going to get into that, you have to also have as well, that faint idea? Um, so let me start from the financial bit. I think for sure, like everybody thinks about that. And when I was thinking about like a potential future outside of Nigeria and all of those things and with someone I was with, um, financially, I was like, okay, yeah, it might make sense for that, particularly if you're off the continent and things like that. Um, in terms of faint idea, um, I think you, people can call faint ideas different things, right? Because again, if you're yeah. already spending, if you're already spending quite a lot of time together, right? Um, even if it doesn't involve the person staying over, but you're spending the whole day together and things like that, you can still call that like a faint idea. Like if you know, maybe you guys go on a vacation or something together, and then you know, a love problem doesn't happen, and you know, you kind of like like the feeling of it. That also represents faint idea to some people so yeah um but obviously like you want to i think i don't think i'm the kind of person that likes to fly into things cold like just let's just go with let's just like appear and see how it goes in that sense so i think there would also be like uh, i'll probably appreciate faint idea if that was something that i was sort of like you know pursuing mm. you know i think about even the that thing of the ideas when i'm like how how about the the spark and like did you worry about that bro with me like this kid, like keeping spark. Because I, I, I think like, um, again, I don't know, maybe because I've not been there yet, but I think whenever I think about it as well, I'm thinking, okay, well, and what are things that would, that would do to keep the spark going? And do you also feel like there, there could be a fatigue of, of keeping that spark going? Um, because like, let's say, even if, even if, even if you're, you're co- co- cohabitating, Cohabitating? Cohabitating? Yeah, yeah, cohabitating. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, yeah even... <laughs> it is, mate, it is. Um, like, you often feel like while life is happening in the background, work, etc., right? The person is seeing you in your full form, happy, sad, everything, which, which is great because it creates connection, right? Um, but in doing that, you can also lose, like, arguably lose... Um, the drive, the understanding, the foresight of keeping the spark relationship. So, was that something that you faced, and like, how did that come about in, in your in your experience? Just before I head on that faint idea, I said when I started the full cohabitation, I realized that faint idea was a scam. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have the full idea of it up until I jumped in fully. But we'll talk about that. In terms of the spark, um, it's definitely a big thing because. Um, when you start cohabitating with someone, you tend to lose your guard. So things you used to worry about a lot before and things you used to think about, you don't do it as much. You just get comfortable. So, for example, um, my girlfriend, like, she makes up and everything. So when we start cohabitating, like, like you see me every day. You see me in the morning. You see me when I wake up. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not, I don't have time to start doing all these things. Like, so the fatigue comes in and I'm like, ah, you don't even rate me anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, before, like, you take your time to do the makeup. Like, when we're going out, like, you want to look your best. But now, like, you, you just see me as a, as a normal person. So that bit of spark goes. But we thought about it, but it wasn't really a big, it wasn't really a big deal because we're friends before we sort of like started a relationship. So that friendship was there and I still felt we could navigate it, but the spark does go because you tend to take the person for granted a lot of times. Like when you're cohabitating, you take them for granted things you wouldn't normally do. 
but because like they're your housemate now you're living with them you guys share the same space you just do it anyways because you guys are in the same space so you need mm. um each person has to pay conscious effort to not take the piss basically mm. to mm. use that word to be more conscious and because we both um we get do negligent things sometimes and not taking the other person into account it also builds up a lot of fights mm. and luckily um in my own scenario we did have two rooms in the house so mm. whenever fights were starting to pop we would both stay in two <laughs> different rooms and we're living in the same house and days would go we'll just say hi to each other we wouldn't say mother that's peak yeah we wouldn't say mother we wouldn't say mother hi to each other we'll we're, good. we're using the same toilet, we're using the same bathroom, we're using the same kitchen, we're eating from the same fridge, but it's hello, are you okay? <laughs> Fine. Yeah, so the, the spark does die uh, after a while, but conscious effort, like I said, like mm. when you put that conscious effort, you still, when you genuinely respect the person, because respect is also a very big thing, when you genuinely respect the person and you genuinely care about the person, you'd make conscious efforts to try and build up the spark. But if you're not very careful, like, it would definitely die very quickly. Mm. And, yeah, but just, like, for a final answer, I didn't really think of the spark dying that much. I was just more interested in staying together. The spark thing came down the line after mm. we had cohabitated, and I just realized that, oh, sometimes we do take each other for granted, and that does kill the spark. Yeah. Um let me go through some of the things that I read as well that and maybe you guys can comment on it on your experience on your thoughts. Um so in terms of people's background for example, um it's co- it's common understanding um from research as well that you know the more traditionally religious you are, the less likely you are to cohabit prior to marriage. Um but also people who have more traditional and like less egalitarian in quotes role orientations are less likely to consider cohabitation right also people with divorced parents are more likely to cohabit Mm -hmm. you know and amongst like different ethnic regions in particular the u.s as well um but black to whites and latinos there's no difference in who is more likely to cohabit enter cohabitation but blacks are less likely to eventually marry than than Mm -hmm. other races um and and the good thing is, I mean, the bad thing is I've not read the reasons behind these conclusive findings from the papers because there were a lot. Yeah. Um, but just hearing these few ones, particularly like the first one of traditional religious person, I think we can understand that. Yeah, that's sure. quite understandable. Yeah. Um. So that one probably doesn't. But but why do you think people who have divorced parents are more likely to cohabit? Because um they don't have a favorable view of marriage. Um, but they might still want companionship. And so this is like a halfway ground uh, between that, which is then a bit, I won't say counterintuitive because now there are a lot of people that sort of like speak against cohabitation, um, aside from the religious view, but also from like data point of view, they point that uh, most couples that cohabit before marriage are more likely to split up. But then there have been further studies that says that's more the case when you're in a society that has an unfavorable view towards cohabitation and that in places where cohabitation is sort of like the norm, the effect of cohabiting before marriage is sort of, I won't say negligible, but it's not as big of an effect that most people 
Um, so that they use that report or that stats to support, which I just saw today, which is quite interesting because prior to this conversation, I just coming into this conversation. That was kind of like the point that was always in my head that, okay, aside from a religious <laughs> point of view, practically, if marriage is something that you want, cohabiting doesn't necessarily like make that more likely, right? Um, mm-hmm. But now they're saying it's, it really also depends on if the society is surrounded by either views is favor- favorable or not. Uh, but to go back to what you said, Wale, about sort of like the divorce thing or why people that have come out from split marriages uh, favor cohabiting more is mostly because they don't have like a favorable view of marriage anymore. Um, and so they want probably all the bits of marriage in that sense. or they want something they can easily get out of without having that label of divorce on it um, or that pressure of, of divorce. When you mentioned society there, I think that's interesting because, I mean, the, the other, that's a good point to raise, actually, for everyone listening, but there are other reasons as well mm. that I found. Um, but society was interesting because I think one time, I think the first time I heard of people cohabiting together with many years ago, people that I knew, the first thing I thought about was, oh, why? Like, it was, I, I, my first thought was quite a judgmental one. Mm. I'm being very honest. Can I too. ask how old you were then, or what stage of life were you then? I think maybe I was twenty-three. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, not not far. I mean, actually, no, quite far. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on where you're asking. Not the older. But yeah, twenty-three. I think, and 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 I just thought, like, oh, why, like, um. Mm. Why is that happening? Um, but I think growing up now, my view hasn't changed because I'm less judgmental as a person. I mean, I hope I am. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's more of a case of it doesn't really matter to me because mm. therefore, for, for a lot of things, there's success stories and there's, and there's fail, failed stories. Mm. And as long as each case knows why they're doing things, it's, that's what makes it important. I mean, have you guys ever judged people for cohabiting before? Cohabitating I before? Have. Yeah, I have. I have. Um, I had um, my cousin cohabitate. Same thing when um, he was in the UK as well. So he moved from Nigeria to the UK. And I was judging him because he had a child outside of wedlock, basically. So I was sort of like judging him. So the cohabitating mm. was sort of like led to the child. And we didn't know he was cohabitating. So it was after we found out that, oh, his wife was pregnant. We found out they had been living together for like three years. So we're like, oh, yeah, that's why she got pregnant now. They were staying together <laughs> and everything. And they weren't married. But yeah, so I, I judged him in that aspect. But the funny thing I would want to talk about is like in terms of like leading to marriage. I mm. think um, for me um, personally, cohabitating has been very beneficial in terms of understanding my partner because. I feel based on the struggles we've gone together in our relationship, if we weren't cohabitating, we might have had a divorce if we were married. Because, you know, my based on religious beliefs and based on traditional beliefs, my expectations from my girlfriend would have been different if she was my wife. You understand? And right. that would have made me judge situations differently. From her being my wife and being my um, girlfriend at the time. Mm. So there are certain things that she did um, while, like, while we're dating that if she did 
if we were married, it would have just been like an automatic, like, oh, I'm looking mm. for divorce. Because your expectation, like, you know, when, like, you know, being married, like what Toby said, like it carries a lot of gravity. Like you see the person differently. There are things you take to heart more personally. I, I wouldn't speak for married people, but based on <laughs> my experience of yeah. seeing marriages, there are certain expectations traditionally as a Nigerian that you would expect from your wife and that kind of thing. So I'm actually very happy that I did cohabitate because it's made, um, it's made getting into marriage easier. Like, I know what to expect. I know what to not expect. But like Toby said again, it makes you, it, it sort of like makes you less likely to want to get married because I've had that feeling a lot of times because I'm like, what's the point? Like, you're living together. You guys are, you guys, the only thing is that you guys don't have a child or I don't have a child. Like, once I have a child, like, we're basically married. We just don't have the tagline husband and wife so like what's the purpose of getting married in the first place? <laughs> to get the economic benefits right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe Funny. but i'm just saying yeah yeah, yeah but, but generally actually, and before just, enough um, toby i think i know what you're about to say that, yeah. that, that, that even now civil, civil partnerships are not a thing where as a partner, you can get benefits. Yeah, you can get yeah. benefits without now. being married. Yeah, no, no, so. but, but but even that people choose to cohabitate because they actually don't want to give up some benefits. Because if you're mm. both single, you can mm. apply for individually for certain things that are not accessible to married people. Married people. So in some mm-hmm. societies, they I call say hacking the game. <laughs> they say they say they say married they say married married people are actually economically sanctioned in some regions. Maybe mm. not not as applicable in some other places, but in some places, being married. Um, you get less access to some of these government benefits uh, because you're now like you know paired up together in that way. Mm, that's interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I think I think what Bumi said actually leads, um, correlates with what I found as well. Where I read that many young people actually think, um, cohabitating, um, is a good way to test relationship and um, towards um, marriage possibly and general belief. Yeah. Um, but also, um, rising and rising every day. Young women in ha- in secondary schools slash early universities are less likely than young men to believe that marriage has advantages over cohabitation. Mm. You know? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting choice to that, book. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't want to add fire uh, to this. Uh, So, so, so this idea because like it feels like there are two camps, right? There's obviously like uh, cohabitating gives you additional data, all of these things, and then other people that say, oh, uh, whatever the data it gives you, it also makes you like Bumi has said or hinted a bit that sometimes you just feel less likely to take it to the next level because you're like, what's the difference? Um, and it's just making me think about how it almost feel like a question or sort of like it's around intentions. Like what was your intention getting into the cohabitating situation? Like, was it primarily to avoid marriage or was it primarily as a way to get to know the person a bit more because you wanted marriage at the end? And I feel like that, that the data is not going to show you that because they're not asking sort of like why you decided to do it in the first place or what you wanted to come after the cohabitating effect. Right. Or, or, you know, experience, but what did you get what I'm saying? And you know, what are your thoughts? No, I mean, like, did I just show does say why people 
um get into it if that if that if that's what you're saying right like okay inten- intentions okay right and, and what are the intentions that people usually state so so, so rank that, them, if you can rank them are they ranked uh i don't know if they're not ranked i'm sorry uh, they might be ranked in certain papers but i did not get there okay okay um but yeah but and but one that i definitely saw was in the financial financial um sure financial points um yeah test relationship before marriage um also people who don't believe in marriage but want to still be together mm. um some people seeing that as a next step in a relationship, relationship yeah yeah um before marriage as as on that phase and what else did I see? I think I think that I think those are like the main the common main ones. ones. Um, mm. Anybody who's listening might have other ones as well, but they were not ranked. Mm. Um, but the interesting thing as well in that is that like, there's also the idea that you know those who like if you're if you're more on the poor scale, yeah, not that's a bad word. That's a very bad word. Well, that's what they use. That's, that's the word they use. It's not me. I'm if sorry. You're, if you're on the left side, if you're on the left side of the economic ladder, where we're ranking from low to high, that's uh, I guess a more politically correct. Politically that's correct. so long. I um, know, but by the way, like <laughs> um, trust, trust, trust. Academics use the word as it is. <laughs> they wrote if you're if you're if you if you're if you're if you're quite if you're economically challenged. Um, you just, <laughs> you know when I said vertically challenging that other episode, you were dragging me. It feels like it feels like we're on Twitter right now. <laughs> anyway, like this, you guys get the point. If yeah. you're if you're shy in that bracket, that you're t- you tend to believe that it is better to have financial security mm. right before you get married, which makes sense. Mm. But because of that, you tend to cohabit for longer before mm. getting into marriage. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. And also, like the desire to establish. Security before marriage is also relating to wanting, could also relate to wanting like a, a real wedding, you know, home ownership and like establish responsibility financially for both partners. Mm. Right. Mm. And in, mm. in, in that sense, people in that category then um, favor putting marriage into later ages mm. than, mm. than more recent. Now, here's the head busting part actually. Those, those who have cohabitated with more than, with more partners. Or mm. for longer periods, or both mm-hmm. before marriage, right, is is linked to a reduction in an esteem for marriage and child rearing. So pretty much, you're more at risk sure. towards towards failure if you've cohabitated for longer, very very long, but also with more partners. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. right? Which I, I guess makes sense because if you cohabitate with, with, with like three three people, it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a lot in it no that's, it, that's a lot no. it rubs the shine off right like because it, yeah. it's a big deal to do it with one person whichever camp you're coming from but then to constantly do that i think it definitely to be able to do that you must be changing your perspective about you know some elements of it that then affect that are the same elements that come with marriage right is is what me i feel here right but also i think it also maybe shows the kind of person it, it's also i, I think this this findings also show what kind of person you are mm. as well because if you're somebody who's more like if you're somebody who has gotten into three long term relationships where you've been cohabitating, it might reflect something about. I'm I'm not saying this is in a bad way, but I'm just saying like it it reflects that maybe you 
uh, relationships that don't work out or you are indecisive or you I, I, I don't know there's some, several things but I'm, I'm saying like it could also be a reflection of who the person mm. is, is. is yeah. Mm. yeah as well um, but but I mean like in your case like were there any beliefs that beyond what you've said that also like guided you guys as well and in terms of also like your partner as well and not to speak for her but were there anything times that that you had to convince her more of, of the idea of being a good one or was it was it more vice versa i think it was it was vice versa it was a decision we both took jointly so i don't think there was any power imbalance in terms of choosing i think we both wanted it we both wanted it equally in terms of like cohabitating in terms of beliefs I didn't really I didn't really think much of it because I was away from a society that would judge me negatively about it. So if for example mm, the two point, of us with the dynamic of our I'm saying exact dynamic of our relationship, exact same thing, everything, if the context was in Nigeria with the same dynamic in our relationship, we wouldn't cohabitate just because of how the society would perceive it. So in terms of beliefs, the beliefs weighed less on me because the people that would judge me based on those beliefs were not around to judge me, basically. Mm. So it was more of an easy decision for me to take. Let's say I was back in Nigeria or in a different African country. My beliefs would have actually taken... I would have taken that more into account. And at that time... um, Faith-wise, as a Christian, I wasn't really at that level where my Christianity was really controlling how I was thinking at that at that phase. It was it was more at the back line at that phase of my life, just because mm. I wasn't really a strong Christian at the time. Like I wasn't really going to church and everything. I was just a Christian just because I was brought up in a Christian home. I was raised up to mm. be Christian. So yeah, I was just carrying that identity around. But in terms of in terms of being a Christian influencing my decision at the time, it wasn't. Mm. So yeah. So, so speaking of like have you got any friends or mates or people that have like raised eyebrows at you and Oh like, bruh. So like, <laughs> before you even go there, I the answer remember, is yes, clearly. Oh no, every oh I've been judged we've been judged multiple times. I can remember when our pastor at the time found oh, that to cohabitate. Oh my god. It was like an African magic movie. The pastor the pastor, his wife and his kids, they came to our house. The first day the whole family moved, Damn. The, the whole family came to the house. <laughs> I just moved, we had just moved into the house like three days prior. So they came to come and preach to us. Preach about why sex before marriage is not good. About why what we're doing is wrong. But I think they had gotten to the fact that nothing was going to change our minds. Sorry, question before you go on. Sorry to cut Mm -hmm. you short. So when we were preaching about this, were they coming Mm -hmm. from the angle of just assumed sexual sexual relations? Or did did they argue also about cohabitation as a concept biblically and why that's wrong or was it just more from the sex angle it was more from the sex angle so 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 there was no um there was no i won't say practical but there was no biblical practical preaching on cohabitation itself as a concept and as a practice as problematic it was just an it was more of an, an assumed um an assumed consequence of cohabitation yeah. that they were focusing on 
Yes. Right. It was that assumed consequence that they were focusing on because it was mainly based on sex and perception. So based on us potentially having sex and based on how other church members or other people in church were going to perceive me and my girlfriend living together. Right. So it was perception. So the perception was a very big thing at the time because it just seemed wrong and they didn't feel comfortable about it as being our pastors and two of your church members are living together and they are not married. So it was more of like an indictment on their pastoral office, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, that mm-hmm. they were able to allow that to happen. Yeah. And they weren't able to convince us or stop us from happening. You understand? Mm-hmm. And yeah, also based on context, in an African context, based on things I've seen, your pastors are not, they tend to have more power or control over your decisions than here where people are more, a bit more independent from, mm. from the church. Yeah. You guys might a bit more autonomous. You might not agree with me, but I, I've seen that play out. Um, I, I think we do, right? Of, yeah, I've, I've yeah, seen that play out. I've seen, I've seen that play out a couple of times. So because they knew they couldn't really influence the decision that much because there was already financial commitments. We've already paid for the rent. We've already paid for other things like, are you going to pay me? Are you going to pay for my rent to stay separately? And are you going to pay for my girlfriend's rent? So, yeah, so all of those things couldn't come into play. So, so yeah, so a lot of things um, made me think, but the, the factors that would have made me really change my decisions weren't very strong at the time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really a factor for me. It was mainly based on our decision. That's mm-hmm. me and my girlfriend. Yeah. And how about friends? Like, did you have any friends who were like people like, people were, like myself? And yeah, were... so I, I think at the time, like my friends are outside. And when I mean outside, they really don't care. Like as long as you're happy, like you're happy. So I didn't really have, I didn't really have... Oh, yeah, that's true. I had a friend in church. That's true. It was one of my female friends. She hated the idea. She sent me so many voice notes that, oh, like, what we're doing was wrong. We shouldn't do it. I think she was sent by the pastor to actually do that, to try and and convince us not to live together. I think she was sent by the pastor. But we're very close at the time, and she, she wasn't really approving of us living together. But, again, she didn't really have a lot of influence on me. The people that, my friends that had influence on me or that could influence my choices or decision, they don't really care whether I'm cohabitating or not. So that really, really didn't play. For my girlfriend, not trying to speak for her, um, I think the dynamic was a bit different for her because she had way more friends that were against the idea. They felt I was taking advantage of her. They felt that, oh, it was wrong. She shouldn't be doing it. So she had way more pressure. Oh, wait. In so terms of, some, some of her friends thought that you're taking advantage of her. Yeah, yeah. They felt I would be taking, not you that know I was why? taking advantage. That, that you I would, would be. be. Take, I would be taking advantage of her because she likes cooking. Like, she likes doing a lot of the home stuff. So they're like, yeah, I'm just going to be in the house. You're just going to be cooking for a boy you're not married to. You're just going to be doing ah. all these wifely duties. When you're not a wife yet. So, yeah. So, so how are you sure this guy is going to get married to you? He's just going to use you as a wife and he's not going to get married to you. He's going to get married to someone. But to be fair, to be be fair, ladies, I think think that's a fair, um, 
Yeah, that's definitely. That's question very to ask your, your, your female friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very fair yeah. assumption. So they felt I would be taking advantage of her just because I would, quote-unquote, be enjoying wifely duties without putting the ring on. The commitment. Yeah, without the commitment, basically. So, yeah. So she had way more challenges in terms of making the final decision than me. Like, society views me differently as a man cohabitating they're like oh yeah good for you that's good like all good but for for her it was it was very different not gonna lie very very different let me tell you guys a quick story before um i move on so actually i have to i have to story but this one is more quick so you know as i start of as i start of lockdown to be i mentioned that i joined hinge yeah and I realized that. I yeah, this story. Yeah. yeah. Have I said it before in the podcast? No. Oh, God. No, no, no. You, you, may, you maybe have, but in a different context. But let me let you land. But anyway, uh, anyway, I met a girl, blah, 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 on Hinge. And she's telling me how she was stuck in the house with her ex. Yeah. Because they were living together. And then, and then lockdown happened. And, like, they, and they couldn't go anywhere because the government moved out, like, in two, three weeks. But obviously, that couldn't happen. And, like, she was obviously talk, telling, telling, telling a stranger about a life story. Maybe, maybe it's not, it's, 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 it's not a good time for myself as well, but. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. But I could imagine the hell that was going on because, like, you've already broken up, and, and that could also be a bit, a, a, a bit awkward, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for that relationship. Um, but I, but then I began to think like and say and I'm probably asked you to be like, what if what if your girl asked you to move in with you, like what hmm. what would you say? Yeah, so and I I think I know I I think I think you come and say it depends on where we are at the moment <laughs> and depends I I, no, I, I smell it I smell it depends wait. coming calm, calm down yeah because <laughs> no I'm calm though I'm, it's I'm kind of like that, that example but it also leads to a follow up question that I kind of like had for Bumi um in, in the sense that. And I'll answer your question first, and then Bumi, I'll come, sure. I'll come to the follow-up question I had. Uh, but the follow-up question, just to set context, was sort of like how you're, how you're, you're handling it. Because obviously, you mentioned the whole, I didn't even know the whole pastor experience happened. Um, and so, obviously, now post that, what's that relationship or vibe like, you know, both with your faith and obviously the situation in church and everything. Just trying to, not, you don't have to go into too much detail, but just understanding the context there. Um, and then, Wally, to answer your question, um, it's been an interesting, like, I, I don't know, because I've been half and half, sort of, right? So, um, and by half and half, I mean same apartment, but different rooms. But it was also like a house with so many other people as well. Like, I think, Slow down. I think we're about 10 or 12 um, in, in the house, right? And there was an extra room. And you know, yeah. Bumi's eyes went. Yeah, no. Bumi's eyes went to NYC camp. But now, Bumi, <laughs> it was a posh house. Yeah, no, it was no, yeah, it was a nice house and, and it was a really big house as well. Um, so that there was that, but even that, I was thinking about it like, um, okay, like is there, like obviously there's there's greater risk of some other few things happening and. You know, is this is this what I really want, and is this gonna help us get to one stage? Or Sorry, stage? what few things are we talking about? Getting too physical, pretty much. Like, okay, just, just want to hear it. That's yeah, all. It's fine. I'm not. I'll say it. <laughs> um, and and also like you know, just trying to figure out <clears throat> based on the end goal that I wanted to get to, was this like was this going to get us closer to that, or would this like be a potential issue? So, um, and then obviously the other side of the problem is uh, the other side of the thing or they say you the pros list depending on what side you're on you're like okay yeah you get to spend more time to, with each other and things like that 
So to answer your question directly, if I got asked that question like right now, um, I would not really be in full support, but it would be hard. It would be very, very hard. And if we were harder, more so if we're not in like an African country, right? Or if we're 100%. not even in Nigeria. Yeah, if we're not in Nigeria, uh, it, it would be a bit more difficult. Like it would be tough. Um, I, I wouldn't, I'll probably not go through with this, but I wouldn't like do it very happily. Like, oh yes, we cannot live together and things. It would definitely be like, you know, losing something in that sense, just being very honest um, in that aspect. But then I think what would help me I'll probably then just look for ways to speed up the relationship to get to the point where if if the caveat speed the caveat the is, no, wait, no, with, with the caveat that if like we're already at the point video. no wait no <laughs> with, with the caveat that if we're already having that conversation around cohabiting then we must have built like a proper relationship together because um if we just we just met right and we've only known each other for like one or two months it would be a blank no for me so the yeah, risk of standard now. Yeah, the risk of cohabitating or cohabitating comes for me when there's a lot of time um, that we've been together, right? And I think that's actually a factor that people forget a lot of times that in previous times where it was very straightforward to say no to cohabitating, people probably like the the dating period and which is why some churches advise like like if you meet by six months, decide what you want to decide and move to the next stage, right? Because if you then stay in this dating phase for a longer period. Right, it becomes harder to not progress things in other different ways. Like, you know, but again, in our generation, people are settling down a lot later, but they're still pairing up, you know, and everything else. So I think I just wanted to throw that in there as a potential factor that people usually forget that I think we're now dating for longer periods. Um, and it makes the dynamics a lot different when it comes to a question about cohabitating. As much as, you know, you have your beliefs and things like that, and you want to stay on quote unquote the right side of your beliefs. There's like more factors to consider um, and maybe factors that your parents will understand because for them, you know, met and maybe like three months or less, you know, kind of like <laughs> they moved to the next stage. And obviously some other couples took longer, but again, context. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Um, also, because like I, I really cannot imagine at all. If any couples in Nigeria are cohabitating, I would actually like to meet some and talk to them and see how they're doing about how they're doing. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 sure they exist tonight. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure they exist hundred percent. Yeah, um, but, it's always on the down low, right? Because and it's not always a it's almost and it's almost a sliding decision a lot of times, right? Or yeah, a, a circumstance thing. Maybe okay, fine. The boyfriend moves to a new city, and then maybe the 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 girl then gets a job in that city or wants to get to that city and then find a job so that they can yeah. live in the same city. And then so like took it like that. and like temporary, okay, yes, let's stay temporary together till you find a place. Until you find a place never happens, right? Mm-hmm. So there's also there's also that vibe. I think in, in the US or whatever, it's more there's a lot more deliberation around it where yeah, like you go shopping together, you pick a couch together, you do this together. I don't think you get that vibe as much in Nigeria. Maybe now we even go back, like you probably see a lot of that maybe happening with the new generation, but yeah. Mm. so booms like in your experience as well um what's one thing that you feel like learned about yourself etc and that you feel that like you would not have if you were not cohabitating you can't you can't hide everything <laughs> you can't hide everything mm-hmm. basically like 
the truth comes out when you're cohabitating. Everything comes out. <laughs> everything, everything comes out. Uh, everything. I don't know. I heard that, and the mother just skipped. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything comes out. Everything comes out. So, um, just to, I don't know if I want to share that story, but take, take it easy, bro. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing. <laughs> well, one thing I've learned about myself is like, like. I've, I'm not normally a patient person. Like, like I just want things done in an instant. Like, if I just want something to be done, like, I just want it quick. Like, I just want it done ASAP. And a lot of times, you you just can't get your way, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I've had to adjust myself and also bring my pride down a little and make concessions, like, to my partner. And yeah, cohabitating just told me that like you can't live a double life, man. You can't. <laughs> you can't. 007 is gone. Double <laughs> seven is done. Like cohabitating, like you have to leave all this childish stuff apart. So a lot of the things that you're hiding, they come out in the open inadvertently. Yeah. It's not like you plan for it, but they're staying with you every single day. You're going to slip up one time, and yeah, that one time will surely come for you so yeah that was something that i experienced while cohabitating like all the things i was hiding every single thing it came out in the open and having to now face all of that and face all of those issues was crazy it was crazy and if we're not cohabitating like it would have been easier to finesse basically mm. like, it would have been easier to go around all of that but living with the person it changes the whole dynamic do you like ever like are there days where you are out doing stuff? Maybe like you're just out doing whatever it is. And while you're out, you're on your way back home and you're just thinking, Oh god, I can't wait to get home and see this person. Because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, like this is why I I think about that. I'm like I I'm just out there, maybe like I'm in the office or I've just gone on one mad mad day or whatever. I'm like So this is what it mean, like the niceness of marriage where you like you just think I'm just so tired. It's just be nice to just get one and get one and something like, and like someone just says, like, like, are you alright? Like, everything be alright? Like, physically? I, I, I don't know what you guys are trying to say. Like, it's this way you just have that just so terrible that you just wish that when you get home, you get home to some comfort mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. Do you, does that come into play for you as well? Maybe just a, 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 a what are you thinking? Well, let's be answer. Or should I answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I think definitely those days, those days do exist. Um, um, yeah, and short answer, yes, they do exist. So there's no need to put any more context behind it. But yes, they do exist. Okay, um, for me, yeah, it was a, it was a very big deal. Like it was a very comforting thing, and I think that was one of the reasons why I really enjoyed cohabitating at the time. Well, it, He's a doctor now. He's finished his PhD. Um, I was still doing my PhD at the time. So a lot of times we used to go to the office nine to five. So after the five o'clock when we're done and everything, like I know that I'm going to a peaceful home with my person. So it was very comforting knowing that I had that leeway to sort of like, um, to sort of like, mm excuse myself so it was very comforting at the time and it really helped me navigate a lot of the struggles i was going through during that time so yeah it was very comforting mm. for me mm. i'm not yeah. reading you guys yeah. a, a story and 
it's a real life story. Um, and I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's definitely different for me story, but there might be some parallels or there'll be mad differences, but I'm sure there's similarities with people who might be listening as well, who might also be in the same situation. So fictional names, I'm just going to use Rob and Emily. For Rob and Emily are in love and they've developed a strong bond for each other. But they, are also, they also have a relatively low confidence in their ability to succeed in marriage. Their reasons for their doubts are based on family history. So both are, both are children of divorce and they are scared of making a bad choice. They both have problematic relationship dynamics because they don't manage conflict well. And there are some personal vulnerabilities. Because A, Rob has alcohol problems and Emily has experienced anxiety about abandonment and several symptoms of depression. Now, Emily thinks about marriage, but Rob is less inclined to take that step at this time because he frankly sees little advantage and mostly greater financial obligations if things do not work out in a marriage, obviously paying alimony, etc. right? Now, even though the two of them have not talked directly about this, Emily thinks that cooperation is a good step towards their future commitment. But he's, he's not thinking nearly as much as this as she is, right? However, to a degree that he thinks marriage is a possibility, they're both comforted by a belief that if they cohabitate, it's a good way to lower their odds of divorce. Now, one thing leads to another, and after a couple of months of Rob spending time a few nights, in, a, few nights a week, and even more of his belongings at Emily's place, they drift into living together full-time. Again, sliding, right? The meaning of their competition is ambiguous in that they don't have a mutually agreed-upon commitment to the future. In contrast, if they were engaged before, before cohabiting, there would be little ambiguity about their intentions for the future. Mm. Now, before I go on, actually, just let me finish and then you guys can give me your thoughts. But keyword this last this key key sentence is this ambiguity word. Now Rob and Emily have some pre-existing characteristics. So again, parental divorce, etc., that make them both wary of marriage, which are consistent with the selection perspective. They both see benefits living together, but what they don't think much about is that constraints for staying together may increase when they begin cohabiting. For example, they sign a new lease together. Which in, which, in essence, which, in essence, means they're making a one-year commitment. While living together, Emily becomes pregnant. And in this unplanned situation, further increases the forces that favor continuous relationship, if they were to break up anyway. Now, Rob, Rob and Emily's education to one another has not increased by their experience. So what this means is, even though they've been together through cohabitating, they have not increased their education to one another. Eventually, without any fanfare, they move into marriage. Again, another sliding effect. And importantly, notably, Rob wonders if he would have married Emily if they had not lived together and he remains less dedicated than her. Yeah. Um, so from that story, he- hearing that, what, what picked your head? Um, so let, let me go first. And because it's because I had, it actually asked a question or presents a question that I was going to ask um, for me at some point or even before you start started this. So I guess we're in sync, but the, it was going to be a question around. So like, is there like for you, is there like an end point to this cohabitating? And like, is there something you guys have thought about as to what next or yeah, like, and, and is this something you thought about in the middle of cohabitating or before you started? Right. 
and I can and my thoughts about this what you were saying Wale That's an amazing is question. that yeah and my thought about this is that it references what I said earlier about the intentions we're getting into cohabitating right so if it's it's almost like if it's something that's pulling you as opposed to something that's pushing you it then determines sort of like what happens post that or even during mm. that as well right so you know for and which is why for Emily I feel like if if um what they call it if um Rob in the story was yep. sort of like the same person as Emily, right? In the sense that the reason why she wanted to cohabitate was because she wanted to be sure and all of those things, right? I feel like more likelihood, like, you know, they would both be committed. But because he was kind of like being pulled into it, yeah. oh, no, sorry, pushed into it, was kind of like being pushed into it while she was kind of like drawn, um, is why that potential like issue might have come about, uh, in my opinion. But yeah, those are the thoughts I was thinking about. The question to Bumi in terms of, you know, decision factors and decision points um, and just the push and pull factor of, getting into cohabitating in the first place. Yeah, and I think before Bumi goes, I think the, the point of voice that, that actually I don't, I don't want to be lost is what is the next, is, is, there, is there a next step to it? And is the next step, as Toby said, is it mm. pre-thoughts? Is it thoughts during? And, and, and how is that formed? But also, mm. if the next step is not a next step that involves marriage, can there be a next step or it's only going there or going back. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, for me, my, I'm sure my own context is different from other mm-hmm. people's context. Before going into this, like based on tradition and based on religious beliefs, like the end goal is to get married at the end of this. Like we want to get married. We're happy to get married. Mm. We're looking forward to getting married. So, um, I would say... I oh, by the way, I'm not going to let... I, I think we will not let that be on air because I don't want to ruin the surprise. <laughs> is it a surprise? I doubt it's a surprise at this point, is it? Okay. Is it, I mean, Bumi, what do you... It depends on how you guys perceive it. <laughs> exactly, no, yeah. <laughs> no, not for me, but like... It. Not for me, but for... It feels like they've had a conversation about it. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've, had, we've had loads of conversations uh-huh. about it. Oh, ah, okay, my yeah. bad. Loads of conversation about it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, before we even thought about... Before I'm sorry. That's no, fine. Before we even thought about <laughs> cohabitating, like, marriage was, like, the end goal for us. Like, we, we want to get married, and this, like, this whole experience is sort of, like, um, giving us an idea of what marriage would be like. Um, giving like sort of like a context of the kind of dynamics we would potentially face, the kind of issues we would potentially face. I don't see anything that could happen differently from here because mm. if if for some reason the relationship ends, um, would I want to cohabitate again? Maybe not because I don't know. Funny enough, that's a difficult question for me to answer right now. But um, yeah, it's it's different. I haven't really thought about it that oh, if the end goal wasn't marriage, like what next? Because ideally, based on my background and based on my understanding of cohabitation and how I sort of like perceive it, which is largely influenced by the society I grew up in, um, the country I'm from, is that marriage should be the the end goal. Because if not, then it might seem like. I've exploited the whole situation and I've exploited my, my partner. Even though that might not be the case, a lot of people will judge me 
based on that being the case, mm-hmm. because a lot of people from my demographic would potentially see it that way. Um, if we're not cohabitating again, then that means the relationship is ended. Then I might have to potentially cohabitate again. I don't think I want to go through that again. <laughs> like I don't think I want to go through that again. So for me, it's more like a it's more like a, a do or end thing. Is that how we get married? I don't I don't necessarily see a situation where we don't get married. To be fair, so so I know my context is going to be different from. From a lot of people, but I can only speak mm. in my own context. Mm. If that makes sense. And uh, what has good news is that a study by um, a study called "Moving from Cohabitation to Marriage" and by Brown 2004 actually found that um, cohabitors that have plans to marry, like so, unlike Rob and Emily, and um, they have a higher relationship quality than those who don't have plans to marry. Um, so yeah. I think that answers to be question in, in a sense where if you go into it with the intention, it's there, it's down the line, it's been spoken about verbally in writing, whatever. Um, it's a much clearer path, right? As, yeah. as, there's as, less as ambiguity. The there's less used. ambiguity, right? There's, there's yeah. a journey towards something than those, yeah. um, than going into it possibly with the idea to just to experiment. As a next experiment and next step and, you mm. know, and going and go into that and that kind of thing. Um, and I think the more we talk about this thing, I think I wonder what I wonder like I I kind I, I kind of wish I've had the chance to to be to be tested or to ask that question or to ask that question because I think it's nice to know because like a lot of things I'm I'm talking about now for me even though they seem logical and they seem theoretical it's been nice to know like how would I actually react how would my brain react to that situation. in yeah. real life like. Because I I won't say I'm a dude who is um set in his ways. I don't think so. I hope not. Are you um, sure? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're not set in your ways? I I, I I hope not. And if I am, I'm 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 quite confident I'm, I'm a bit adaptable. Um mainly mainly mm-hmm. because I said that mainly because obviously this may not count. And someone can say, Oh yeah, well it doesn't count, blah blah. I know, I hear you. But I'm, I mean in the sense of like if you go, if you have guests in your house and you, or you go to places, there are certain ways you can slide yourself into those places out of love and respect for your host or out of love and respect for your guests that I hope and I, I expect will definitely translate if you're living with somebody indicator. Who, yeah, if you're living with somebody who you genuinely are in love with because a guy, and again, <laughs> another factor we've not really, we've not talked about is Unlike Bumi, anyway. Um, every time I thought about cohabitation, there were there were points where I wasn't like, I wasn't like, like in love with somebody, and like I didn't have that mm. feeling of in love or I'm in love with somebody. So, so I know I can decide and make that point. Cause if that yeah. when, when when that ball catches you, fam, you don't you don't know what you're gonna <laughs> say in it. When the love bug, when the love <laughs> bug catches you, there's no escape. I, I guess I. Can, <laughs> I can speak maybe a bit from that point of view because I, I do believe in that. That was sort of like a bit of my story in that sense. And I think, it, like I said, you, you, would, you would weigh things very differently. And the reason why you won't 100%. do something is not because you're saying, it's not because you're celebrating like, yes, I'm not going to do this. It's more like, like you're just sheepishly like just doing it because you feel like, okay, um, bigger picture, all of these sorts mm-hmm. of things. And again, Different environmental pressures would would make you act differently. Like I said, 
I'm speaking of this because, you know, although I was in Ghana, Ghana is like very similar to, to what Nigeria is. You know, I'm, like, I, I don't know how I would, I don't 100% know how I'd respond to it um, if I was in a different context entirely, right? So I think the thing about it is that context would eventually still always matter. Um, yeah, based yeah. On, 100%. You know, envi- environment, the status of the 100%. relationship, the decision that you guys are looking at after um and you know how close you are to your church family how much of a say that is the kinds of friends you're surrounded by like there's so 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 much and it's easier to try and paint a blank and white thing that okay this is what you should do and this is what you shouldn't but i think like this podcast always shows a lot of times we don't advocate for gray areas but the reality of the matter is there's always like that middle ground or that area where it will just it, it depends right maybe the other name of the podcast should be it depends. <laughs> <laughs> because we kind of like from 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 not a bad name in it it depends yeah it depends <laughs> or for anyone yeah. listening out there if you want to start a podcast you've got a free name hey right no now. we need to trademark that it depends <laughs> it depends dot com um no but i think yeah. there's a good point because even even looking at the u.s context where there is a lot of where sixty percent about sixty percent of couples co- co- cohabit, cohabitate, whatever the freaking verb is. <laughs> now no, whatever it's yeah. A lot of it is shaped by the sure, actual society and culture. Because there was a point in the mm-hmm. US history that was so um religiously driven that 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 was that that would be frowned upon. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you look yeah. at the the I think maybe post World War Two, um they're about in the fifties, etc. I I don't think I don't think many parents will let you go live with a dude. Even 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 the US in question, which is the imposter boy of of liberalism, you know, it's it's very rare. But now it's a case of go on. <laughs> so as you were talking about culture, I was like, I was just curious about what cohabitation would be like yeah, for Jews, right? Um, which is oh, where Christianity shit. is from. And it's like <laughs> I'm reading something here. One of the outstanding products of civil secular law in Israel is the institution of cohabitation. In Israel law, the term cohabiting couples is used to refer to couples who conduct marriage-like relationships, but also who, from a legal point of view, are not given the legal status of married couples. So, like, you can actually <laughs> be... Oh, my God. So, like, in Israel, you Look on your face. I'm a big So, in Israel, you can be... It's 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 a, it's a, a tagline. It's a th- it's legally it's a tagline. Legally legally a cohabiting couple. It's institutionalized. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And obviously, the reason why I brought it up was obviously I was trying to. Um, we asked this question a bit of the influence of culture and religion and things like that. And so I was just trying to see. Obviously, you know, I was just trying to see. Okay, from where Christianity is from, although mm. you know the question marks and all of those things, I just wanted to see what it was like there um, in societies that are considered relative. But to be fair, Israel is becoming less, I guess, religious a lot these days. They're a lot more secular. Very, very. Yeah, but yeah, anyways, fun facts, that. guys. Just and what do you guys predict co-hab- for the future, though? <laughs> cohabiting couples. Um, in terms of this cohabitation, um, um, do you think we're going to get to a point where the the People's perception of marriage will decline. People's perception of marriage, marriage is important will decline if this is going on the rise. Because and and do you think it's an equal replacement for well, not equal, subpar replacement for for marriage? Because if you're living in a world where you know marriage is on decline, as we all know, everybody knows this by every every research done ever. 
Yeah, your hand is raised. Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because as you were talking, I think it also depends on what you define as being married, right? Like, are we talking about... Uh, is marriage great again? No, no, no. Because, you know, like, if... can, Because in some places, the church can identify you as marriage, but if you don't do it, the state is not going to identify you as marriage. So some people do, like, the church thing or the tradition... Uh, actually, there's another thought that there's nothing like traditional marriage, right? Um, there's another school of thought about that. So, you know, in Nigeria, you do... The white wedding, you do the traditional wedding or whatnot, and then you do the court. So people are saying the court. Like, the court mm. is the main one now, right? That's why. That's why. Yeah, I, court is the main the one. The court yeah. is so it depends on where legally, you are, though. Legally. legally, so like in some some countries, um, any any clergy person, clergyman, in US, and sorry, in the UK, clergyman can can ordain you and make you legally married, right? That's possible. But you can also go to court, court to do that as well. And while other countries, you need to you need to do courts before you can be considered um, legally married, right? So regardless of wherever you are, whether it's, it's court only, court and person, or person only, whichever it is, it's just the paperwork that has been signed and and your government name has changed. Toby, is Toby's network gone off. Yeah, I think it's frozen. Okay, maybe his network is frozen. Let's ask a question again. So maybe I'll, I'll answer before Toby comes back. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying like, you know, what is the the future? Like, so obviously, marriage, marriage, marriage are declining now, right? And yeah. we are seeing cohabitation couples increasing as well. And we're mm-hmm. also seeing like, for example, if you apply for a visa now, they will also mm-hmm. ask you, are you a civil, are you, do you have a civil partner or are you married? You know, so mm-hmm. like they, they begin to recognize I even recognize even partners my, my, my living together, but they're not legally married as 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 an as an institution or entity. So I'm saying, like, do we think we get to a point in the future where this replaces marriage or acts as a subpar replacement for marriage, and and people find that they would just rather live together without? Because we're already seeing that people say we we'll live together without going to court, and we're okay with that as a replacement for marriage. Mm. I think we'll get to that point where, like, um, cohabitation will be more prevalent than marriage. Really? But yeah, no, not fully because not fully. But I think we'll get to that point where um, it would be more. But perception will still be different because right now, whether we like to admit it or not, um, society perceives and treats you differently as a married person than an unmarried person. Like, when you think about it, let's even think about it politically. When people are taking political office in majority of the countries yeah. in the world, majority of the world leaders are married. If they, ha- just they have to be. Factual, they have to be. Or they have to, yes, because it's more like when you're married, people give you that sense of responsibility that you're responsible for a relationship you're responsible for something so people perceive you differently like if you run for office politically as an unmarried person or a cohabitating person best believe society would look at you differently so before it will be perceived differently society has to view it differently the numbers might play a factor in that so Mm. 
maybe we get to a point where there might be more cohabitators than more married couples, but society still perceives it differently. But over time, just because of the sheer amount of people that are cohabitating, society might have to start looking at it differently. Because if the numbers weren't rising, the law wouldn't view civil yeah, partnership yeah, yeah, as something to take into account. So it's because the number has been rising over the last couple of years that the law has to take into account civil partnership and people cohabitating and people living together, but not necessarily married. And I don't want to go there, but with all this feminist movement and women empowerment and all these things, women take charge, women do this, take control of everything, more and more women are going to gravitate towards cohabitating because then there's less burden of being somebody's wife or somebody's property. But you know what I think though? I think I think it's the opposite because I think I think opposite because I think more men will gravitate towards that because of the fear of losing um financial um consequences of a failed marriage. Mm. You know, um because if you if you're thinking about the cost the cost of marriage for men, well currently the costs, material costs, possibly your money, right? Mm-hmm. Women have money too, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. according mm-hmm. to how things are now right now. For women, sometimes money too. Mm-hmm. Um but because women obviously have kids, mm-hmm. um, it means that their careers are set back. So which means the cost for them is often the setback in career because of motherhood, right? But in, in, in that sense, then you, you might then think that if we're going to a world where this is rising and rising and rising, I feel like something that if a gender is supposed to embrace one, I think more guys would embrace this because it absorbs them of responsibility still because they are not the, again, they're the fathers of kids, but irresponsible fathers can be easily lost and irresponsible mothers, as we know. Um, but also, they don't lose any legality in terms of they don't lose any any financial ramifications in, in, in terms of legality of cohabitating because you're not tied together legally. So I feel like it's a better escape route for for irresponsible. Sorry, let me not use that word. It's, 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 it's a better. <laughs> That's not <my> bad. <laughs> it's a better That's escape route for those who want to escape, right? For men than women. Tell me what do you think? So the reason why I mentioned the fact about the legality or like the status thing is that I feel like even if you look at the original intention of marriage, it wasn't about love or all of these things. It was more like there was more of a contract thing than this whole feeling of love and family in that sense, although family was part of it, right? So I feel like the more society, like if you look at the thing I mentioned about Israel, the more that becomes a case where you're making a case for it, I do think we might tend towards that you know, thing where it becomes more commonplace, which is all the points Bumi has made already. But I think one fact that we're not really mentioning is how kids come to play into this because yeah. most of the research that comes in, um, cohabiting um, overall from the research has like a negative effect on on, on kids, you know, growing up. So there, there's that side of things that we've not really considered as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, would I want a society where that was more the case? I don't, I don't I, I'm not sure. And again, why I mentioned the thing about how you define marriage is also that, like, if if the reason you're being married is not because of the economic benefits and things like that, like, if you see marriage as the way to start a family, right, um, and you can do that without this, without the courts or anybody needing to validate that, in that way, maybe both families agree and then we move forward. I I think cohabiting might fill that gap because people will be like, oh, we're already married. 
But one mm. of the things of cohabiting is the fact that the courts or legally they have not said we've been joined together. And so because of that, I have, I can go out of it how I want. So I feel like a lot of this will still come back to, I guess, what society acknowledges as being married. And if that definition begins to change, then this idea of cohabiting might just get sort of like, once you do it, you're married. And maybe that then has a reverse effect of people doing it less because they feel like, oh, if you're cohabiting already, it already means one thing or the other. But yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then, and then, and then what's, what might be the escape from the end goal is then coming back. Exactly. The present situation. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's end with a bit of trivia. Uh, let me ask you guys a couple of questions, just 10. Um, so, true or false to you both? And the winner gets, I don't know what the winner gets. Uh, Buy food for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> true or false? People who live together have the status of common law wife slash husband. They don't, false. No, false. False. And the answer is false. Yep, no such thing as common law spouse. Well done. Number two, how many years must a couple live together to have the same, same status as a married couple? No, I don't know. It's not possible. It depends on where you are, but I think it's not possible. Okay, Bumi? Um, I want to lean to a number because technically you shouldn't, if you're not, like if you don't sign the court documents, then it shouldn't be possible for you to be recognized as a married person. But mm. just for the sake of, I'll say five, mm. five, five. If I was going to put a number, I would say, I might put like 10 or 15 because I know in the US there's been something about when the person now dies and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. The answer is it doesn't matter how long you live together. You can never get the same thing yeah. as a married couple yeah, except you get married. I've, exactly. That's why I said my first answer. Number three, if an yeah. unmarried couple has a baby together, does the father automatically have parental responsibility? If an unmarried couple have a baby together, mm. does the father automatically have parental responsibility? Yes. No. No. Yes. The answer is no. Unmarried fathers. Really? Yeah, yeah. unmarried fathers. Seriously? Even though they live in, yeah. in settled family relationships and child mother, they don't have... Okay, wait, 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 wait. Because, because now, how do women now sue, like, the husband... Um, sorry, not the husband, the father for paying child care and all those things? If well, he's not recognized as don't. a father... It, I don't think that happens. What do you mean they don't? Unmarried. No, they do. They might they're sue married. them, but, le- but, but legally. But legally, yeah. Legally, they're what not. if they're not married? People say no, no, no. People sue baby daddies to pay child care in the UK. In the US, I don't know about the UK. Okay, so this I is, can't lie. This is UK. Okay, country. this is the UK. Yeah. Okay. So, so really, yeah. so if I should have a child <laughs> and I'm not married, <laughs> I'm not for... nobody can hold me. <laughs> So, nobody can hold me. Wow. I didn't know. <laughs> said, I didn't know. Say this guy. So nobody can hold me. I didn't know. I swear I didn't know. So this, <laughs> so I'm reading from um a from an from an attorney's website, David Simmons yeah, and Donahue Solicitors. DSD Law, the CEO of UK. Anybody wow. wants to check it out. I had so, no idea. So the answer is no, pretty much. Wow. Mm. The UK is so different from the US. Like it's crazy. Mm. In the US, because you know why I even said yes? Like, um, just for the context, right? You guys probably know this. A lot of sports people, basketball, yeah, would have, that, yeah. they tend to have baby mamas and, and even musicians and they get, they pay like child support of like extortionate yeah, true, amounts. True. So I was like, really? Yeah. I thought that applied in the UK as well. Yeah. I, I'm so, sure, yeah, so, so I'm I sure think one part add, of the law says, yeah, what, to be gone. Once, paternity is, once paternity is established, if the father mm-hmm. refuses to pay child support or does not provide enough, will be subject to enforcement measures. I think that's from oh, the wow. US. So it's wow. once you establish paternity. 
Crazy. Right. So, yeah. so here it says that they can, they can acquire parental responsibility by jointly registering the child's birth mm. or subsequently mm. entering a formal agreement with the mother by, or by getting a court order. But married fathers, on the other mm. hand, automatically have a parental responsibility. So quick question. Does that mean if your name is on the birth certificate as a father, you're assuming parental responsibility? I think so. But, but, but I think it also means that your name can be on the certificate if you don't join. If you don't want to accept the child. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't enter that formal agreement. I believe so. Yeah, that makes sense. I understand why. Because, because it says, it says like they can acquire responsibility as a parent by jointly registering the child's birth. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Number four, true or mm. false. If one unmarried partner dies without leaving a will, the other automatically inherits everything. Nope. No. Possible. No. Not possible. <laughs> not possible. False. A widow, False. widow yeah. automatically inherits. I said there's no will. Well, my partner has no automatic right to inherit everything. Anything. Yeah. All right. Number You're five. Just a stranger, bro. True or false? If you leave, it says a stranger. <laughs> you know, you know why, you know why, you know why British. Just before we move on to the next question, you know why British laws are very yeah. annoying sometimes. So I have a colleague um, that um, her her father lived in the UK and worked here, and like obviously he has his pension here, so he has his legally married wife, but the UK government are saying his wife cannot take over his pension because she hasn't worked in the UK, even though they're legally married. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the UK is very crazy with things like this. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, true or false, if you live together, your income is jointly assessed for means-tested benefits. Hmm. Yes, 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 hmm. yes. yes. Ah, yes, I'll, I'll say yes. no. I'll say no. I'll say so yes. Why I said yes is because if you if you want to get a mortgage, you don't have to be necessarily married. You could be in a household. Ah, and get that. I could exactly. be wrong, but that's what I'm saying. Yes. The answer you're Let's right. Find out. True. Yeah. Yes, Although yes, generally, yes. unmarried yeah. couples retain their own individual money and property. This is not the case when it comes to means benefits. When both mm. partners' incomes are assessed. Yeah. Is, What's the score now? What's the score? Uh, I think yeah. it's even now because it's even because we've this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. it's interesting yeah. because like these laws are what what laws in Nigeria regarding all of this? <laughs> Do we they, have they, laws? They, they, they probably <laughs> exist, but obviously we we can go find. They probably exist. Uh, I'm sure they probably do because I didn't we talk to you like also. Like no, because you also, you, you know, Nigerian law is based off of um, UK common law. So if some of these things mm-hmm. are in like UK common law, then they are probably applicable that to Nigeria true. as well. That is true. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. That's true. Yeah. All right, number six. If you lived in a rented accommodation with your partner and your partner is, is the tenant, what rights do you have if she asks, he or she asks you to leave? Zero rights, bro. <laughs> so, so if you live in a, in a house with your Can partner... Can you repeat that question? So if you yeah. live in a rented accommodation with your partner and your partner mm-hmm. is the tenant in the accommodation, mm-hmm. what, rights do they have if, what rights do they have if they ask you to leave? Is their name on the tenancy? Yeah. Their name is on the tenancy. <laughs> No, no, no. Is the partner's name on the tenancy? Yeah, so they are, they are the tenants, but you live with them. You live with them. Is you that you're living with them, is your name in the tenancy? No, because it says, it says, it says you live, you live in a rental accommodation with your partner, your partner is a tenant. So what rights do you have if they ask you yeah. to leave? Um, Toby, what's your answer? My answer is no. You, you don't have any right. If they ask you to leave. Um, My answer is, if you're living with the person, 
for more than one month in the building, I think you have rights. Yeah. Well, so it's, I'll say it yes. says none. You have none? no you have no automatic mm-hmm. right to occupy property if your name is not in tenancy. But yeah. What's so I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yes. Is there bro. A but? There's no but, unfortunately. I'm okay, sorry. there's no but. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> True or false? Yeah. Unmarried partners are automatically recognized as each other's next of kin. False. No. False. 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 Next yeah. of kin is not strictly a legal status. Many decisions <laughs> recognize my partners, but they are not obliged to do so, and there's no remedy if they refuse. This can yeah. be really important, not just in questions of medical treatment, but also on death. On death, yeah. And unmarried partners' wishes with regards to a funeral can be overruled. For example, by the, by the deceased fam- partner's parents, if there's no will. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Number eight, true or false, pension providers automatically regard unmarried partners as the same as married couples. No, 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 no. Possible. It's funny I spoke <laughs> about pension earlier. Yeah. <laughs> False. You're False. right. You're both right. False. You can nominate your partner as a beneficiary, but nothing is automatic. Yeah. Number nine. Can an unmarried partner be forced to give evidence in court against their partner? Now, now the, key, the key point here is if you're married, you can't be forced to give evidence against your partner. Yeah. Now, can an unmarried partner be forced to give evidence in court against your partner? I'd say no, you can't be forced because you're just treated like another individual. I'd say yes, you can be forced. Wait, wait, wait. No, sorry. Yeah, that was the. I mean. No, no, no. You yeah, can't no, change your no, answer. No, no, no. Now. So, so because no, Wale, no, do not listen, permit no, this. no, no. Wale, you cannot permit this. If, if Wale, listens, you cannot permit if this. If he listens to the reason that I gave, you cannot change your answer. No, 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 no. Oh so to, you can't change your answer. No, to be fair, his reasons after the answer were for. Did not correlate. Yes. Okay. So I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, you're okay. both right. Yes, whereas a spouse can be forced to give evidence in court against his or her spouse, <laughs> an unmarried partner can. All right? Mm. So final question. Yeah. True or false? When unmarried couples separate? True or false? Final question. True or false? When unmarried couples separate? The same rules apply to sort out their property as for, married, as for a married couple on divorce. I don't know. That's no. No, no, no. Okay, no. good Good answer. False. Unlike divorce, no, there are no fixed rules to resolve financial matters between separating married couples. Mm-hmm. Each case has to be considered individually. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess this yeah. trivia actually shows a lot. Yeah, it does. That's what I'm saying. Like, society and the way the legal thing is set up, it does not favor any, like, you're getting, the only benefit you get from cohabitation is what you think is a benefit, right? Not mm-hmm. any other... And 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 morning cuddles, very important. I'm looking forward, looking looking forward to something. Looking forward to someone you're gonna meet after like the stress of facing life. Life, oh bro, tell me about it. Navigating life is very stressful, but having that person that you're looking forward to would be good. And just a reminder as a rich person or as someone of influence that has money like what is really the benefit of getting married because now you don't have to sign a prenup you don't have to do all of these things your money is safe you can just yeah cohabitate, cohabitate with the person and just have kids and you're good to go <laughs> which is why i love like entertainers and people like that hardly get married like you see the rock is not married they're all they're mostly in cohabitating relationships because it's 
quote unquote a lot cleaner. But again, let's not remember, let's not forget about the kids. I think mm-hmm. it it creates a lot of yeah. um very yeah. big issue for the kids. Bros, my internet is going to go crap no soon. So let's <laughs> yeah. No Booms. Thank you so much, bro. Um, Thank you so much. Hundred percent, you're coming again. Yeah, um, sure. at this Thank point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably, probably, probably something to get an off season, maybe. Um, but yeah, thank yeah, you so much for coming for being open for being open, yeah, for being open 100%, open, 100% sure. yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually that's, that's a good shout because I think you were very open um, not many people would do that not many guys yeah. do that as well and I think yeah. um, it's good that you were you know, also very frank in your in conversation I think I think I learned a lot as well and probably yes. I'm also like less nervous about mm-hmm. about of this as well here, hearing speak about it so so do you think you're going to try cohabitating <laughs> one day after me I mean it depends on, on it, it depends if I, def- I definitely consider it a lot more now um mm-hmm. definitely more open to it than I was a few years ago mm-hmm. um but one could say I'm, I'm just getting to that age <laughs> you're, you're an old man now. you're exactly. an old man now guy it's also another factor i think again as i said like it's just it's very interesting like, another obsessive thing we could do is actually get older couples um and just try and see if we can get them to see some certain things because again you know it's just one of those gray areas and i understand the risks of it in terms of like you know if you don't want to have sex before marriage and things like that mm-hmm. cohabitating makes it a bit difficult and just puts you at risk in that sense but if we put that aside you know let's have a conversation and just try and understand and see sha but yeah you can put it aside that's the question for for a million bucks booms thank you very much it's been a pleasure to have on the podcast to everyone listening thank you as well um goodbye everybody take care have a good week all right cheers people bye And now a personal note to you, our listeners, to you listening right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LOPO podcast. Now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites, it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form discussions. So regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five star rating and review if you like this episode. Also be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again, folks, thank you for taking Yellow Peel with us today. I'm your co-host, Wally, as always, and right next to me is Toby, and we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, Peace and love, people. Peace and love.